Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Burning It Down Racing Podcast. I'm Bryce Foster. I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Walton. We're looking back at Road America, IndyCar, F1, and SRX this 4th of July weekend. Yeah, let's get on into it. Kyle Busch would win the Xfinity Series race at Road America. That was on Saturday. Then on Sunday, Chase Elliott once again would win on the road course at Road America in the Cup Series. Seven road course wins for Mr. Elliott. Joseph Newgarden finally gets a win for Penske uh, in the IndyCar race at Mid-Ohio. Max Verstappen would once again dominate in Austria to win the F1 race, his fourth win in a row. And then Ernie Francis Jr. would get his first career win in the SRX Series race. That took place at IRP. It was pretty cool to see that. Uh, Ben, let's get into some NASCAR news from uh, this Cup Series race. First, I want to start with Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson. Bowman would get into Kyle Larson going down into turn five. Late in the race, Larson would go from about fifth to 16th. That's where he would finish. Um, after the race, they met up. Larson said, no big deal. It was just a racing incident. Ben, thoughts on Bowman and Larson? Yeah, he just got in there hot, locked up the brakes, wheel hopped, got into him. Not really a big deal. Um, it was kind of interesting. So he uh, gets into Larson, and then he had to pit. So then I think that's how Chase inherited the lead, if I remember right. So Hedrick Motorsports, kind of a, a group day for him. Yeah, definitely kind of strange. But, you know, I think Kyle Larson knew not to take this personal. Listen, they're racing hard. And I, I agree with you. I think Bowman just got in there a little bit, you know, too too hard. I think that was a battle for fourth or fifth at the time. And, then you know, Bowman had to come and pit because there was a really, really bad tire rub. And, you know, that's uh, kind of a bad day for Bowman and Larson. But Chase Elliott would get it done to get Hendrick another win. Ben, you said it earlier in the year. You said you didn't think that uh, Hendrick's run would stop anytime soon, and you've been spot on with that. Thoughts on Hendrick's continued success? Yeah, Chevy as a whole is just doing really well. Uh, Reddick had a really good day. He was up in the top 10. Uh, Byron obviously had the pole. Um, AJ Allmendinger was running well, and then they just had a kind of an off-pit strategy that just never panned out very well. Um, Chevy's advantage is clear, and Hendrick Motorsports is leading the charge. Uh, it's going to keep her rolling i mean at this point i wouldn't be surprised if all four cars were uh at phoenix and competing for the championship at that point it's like mr h what are you going to do <laughs> yes yeah, so let's move to uh matt di benedetto ben 10 laps led uh you know got to run in the lead a little bit he gets a much needed top 10 as first since kansas earlier in the year and especially you know with the uh race for that final playoff spot heating up Matt DiBenedetto needed this top 10. Ben, a lot of other finishers finished well. Chastain finished 7th. Reddick finished 8th. Chase Briscoe was so close to a top 10. He comes, or top 5, he comes in 6th. Kurt Busch uh, came in 4th as well. Ben, thoughts on some of these teams that are lower down in the point standings, really fighting. You can tell the urgency is up for these teams to get points and get that final spot. Yeah, I want to say that below the cut line, a couple of those drivers were separated by about 20 points or so, and they all stepped it up, honestly. Um, they all kind of had solid runs. I don't have the list in front of me, but no, Matty D, Tyler Reddick, Kurt Busch, um, Ross Chastain, they've really been putting on the past couple of weeks. So it's like, you know, if you get a top 10, that's a good day, but everybody else is kind of running up there as well and get stage points. So it's like 
all of them have really turned it on. They're they're competitive. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a, a real battle um, as the playoffs grow near. And I mean, what happens when one of them gets a win? Like that's really going to shake things up. And who's that going to boot out of the top 16, you know? Yeah, so let's move to Atlanta Motor Speedway. That is where we will be this weekend for NASCAR action. The first time that uh, there's been two cup races, regular season cup races, at Atlanta in a long time. But after the race, Atlanta will go through uh, some changes. Motor Speedway announced that the track will be repaved after 2021 with some changes such as narrowed width, so 48 inches to 40 inches, and an increase in the degree of banking from 24 to 28 inches. So, man, thoughts on Atlanta repave? You know, we talked about Atlanta quite a bit. Not really track mean you like. It's not really been competitive. So now they're going to, you know, shorten the width of the track, increase the banking, and pave it over. Ben, thoughts on this? And really, what can they do to make Atlanta competitive? Uh, yeah, I hopefully SMI uh, takes this repave and goes the right direction with it. Because I mean, like Kentucky, when they did that, they totally screwed that up, in my opinion. Um, that was just Kentucky. They, I mean, it's been so bad. It's literally off the schedule this year. So... And I know there's kind of some other things with infrastructure there that have needed to be redone. But uh, um, I think it'll be interesting. I kind of wish that they went back to the old configuration of Atlanta. Um, it was not the D-shape. I guess just more of the old, true oval, I guess. Um, yeah, interesting to see how the surface is going to be. Um, I know a lot of it is about, they posted like this graphic talking about how they're doing this like under layer and it's all about drainage and everything i think that was kind of the big thing with these older tracks is tracks just don't drain water well and when it rains it just takes forever for them to dry and i mean atlanta i know drivers really like the old surface but it's like enough is enough at some point it's just, it's just like it was really good i think about 10 years ago but i feel like now it's just like it's such a bottom feeding track it's just they needed to change it up so i'm looking forward to it hopefully the racing gets better yeah, so moving on, Trackhouse uh, made some big waves last week in NASCAR as they bought Chip Ganassi Racing and the two cars. So all the assets go to Trackhouse and Justin Marks. Chip Ganassi said the team wasn't for sale, but Justin Marks gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. This was shocking news as now Trackhouse will be able to bring back Daniel Suarez in the 99, but expand to a second car. And many believe that the two drivers at Chip Ganassi Racing Kurt Busch and Ross Chastain are fighting for that second spot. Ben, I want to get your opinion on who you think the second driver will be. My personal opinion is that it will be Ross Chastain uh, in the second car uh, for track house racing. But Ben, do you think it could come from outside of the organization? Or do you think Kurt Busch and Chastain are the favorites? Yeah, I mean, this is huge news. Uh, Ganassi's just been such a stable in motorsports and, um, I, you know, in the, in the past, they've talked about the kind of their financial struggles, struggles trying to find sponsors. I mean, this is, I mean, this is huge news. Um, definitely sad to see him go, but uh, Trackhouse, I mean, doing a great job building their team. So, as far as the second driver goes, um, you know, I think it depends where what they want to do. Um, do they want to go with two young guys? I think if they want to do that, I think Ross is a great pick. If they want to continue to develop Daniel, I think they go with Kurt Busch. Or maybe they go find maybe like a Ryan Newman or maybe somebody with more of a veteran presence um, just to kind of help Daniel and help 
evaluate their equipment. Cause I mean, Ross, a great young talent still doesn't have a ton of cup experience. So it's like, if they're continuing to develop a program, it's like, you almost kind of want to have your young guy, uh, you know, that's the future. And then you bring a guy like Kurt Bush with all his experience to kind of help evaluate where they're at. But who knows? I mean, there's been kind of a lot of rumors that he's going to 2311 in the second car with Bubba Wallace. But I mean, again, they still need a charter. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah, and then we'll uh, move to Knoxville. Uh, Knoxville hosts the trucks this weekend, and Brett Moffitt will get behind the 37 truck for AM Racing, so his return to the truck series will take place at Knoxville on the dirt this weekend, so that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so let's move from NASCAR to F1 and IndyCar. We'll start with IndyCar first, as Ben Joseph Newgarden finally breaks through, and Penske is in the win column no longer is there a goose egg there? Uh, but New Garden almost got passed by Marcus Erickson in the closing laps. Ben, I want to get your opinion on Joseph New Garden's win. And also, Marcus Erickson has become very competitive in that eight car after his win at Detroit. Thoughts on this weekend? Yeah, I was able to catch most of the IndyCar race. Um, yeah, it was a good race overall, in my opinion. Um, some different fuel strategy was kind of playing out. Uh, yeah, Erickson doing really well. His IndyCar transition's been going pretty well. Uh, Penske, had, like you said, finally getting the win column. Um, Justin Newgarden just had a good car all weekend. So just finally able to click it off. No no crazy me- mechanical malfunctions or crash or strategy to really upset him. So I'll have to see if the rest of Penske can kind of follow along. Uh, ben, another question for you. What is up with Pato O'Ward? He won that second race at Detroit, took the points lead, but since then he's really been struggling to get out of that 8th to 10th range, and he comes in 8th. What does Pato O'Ward need to do to, you know, get back in this hunt against Alex Below, who's uh, got a pretty comfortable gap now in the points down? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I think maybe at this point of the season, um, they got hot in the beginning, and now they're just – kind of fallen into a little bit of a slump. Um, so I don't know if maybe they just don't have the raw speed, if maybe they're going to have to start playing some alternative fuel strategy. But, I mean, Polo is just – I mean, he is doing fantastic this season. It's so tough to compete with a guy that's that consistent. So um, we'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah, and we'll have to see – I don't know. Does this open up the door for Scott Dixon to grab that second spot and see if he can can't chase down his teammate? Yes, yeah, so some more notable finishers. Alexander Rossi finishes fifth. Ray Hall sixth. Romain Grosjean comes home seventh. And Santino Ferrucci is getting limited uh, starts. Uh, Ferrucci finishes ninth, so good to see there. Let's move from mid-Ohio to Austria for the second of two uh, there in the doubleheader. Max Verstappen once again leads every single lap. He leads all 71. Verstappen wins, so not much to really talk about there. Um, but, you know, uh, Botas gets second on the podium. Ben, which is really good to see, two podiums in a row for Botas. And Lando Norris, who got a penalty in this race, he also uh, finishes on the podium in third. Fun fact, every time Lando Norris has gotten a podium, Verstappen wins. Hamilton comes home fourth, and really that points lead has opened up. Um as we, you know, head into Silverstone in about two weeks, which is, you know, kind of Mercedes' home track. It is Lewis Hamilton's home track, that is. Uh, ben, what does Mercedes have to do to track down Red Bull as Verstappen once again comes first and Perez finishes sixth, and it's really seeming 
that the Constructors' Cup and the Drivers' Championship might be getting away from those green cars at Mercedes. Yeah, um, it's just so impressive how Max, he's just been on a tear right now, Max Verstappen. Um, it's really good to see Red Bull just finally breaking through. Mercedes slipping right now. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see, like, it's if Botas or Hamilton, which one can really kind of take the fight to him, it, it kind of alters right now. I just don't think either one of them have the capability right now. I mean, Lando Norris, too. Like, what a run by him. Another podium qualified well. Just a good weekend. Again, we talked about it last week. Daniel Ricciardo just kind of another subpar weekend. It's, uh, you know, two different tales being told right now. But, uh, yeah, Red Bull, I think... I think they're going to lock up this Constructors' Championship. I'm going to call it right now. Um, drivers, I'm sure if they can keep it up, Max will get it. But, uh, yeah, really something we haven't seen an F1 in a really long time. Yes, yeah, some more notable finishers. Signs comes home fifth. Ricardo seventh. So, then I know you said it was lackluster weekend. But, hey, just that he's getting in the points, I think, is good for McLaren after some struggles. Charles Leclerc eighth. Pierre Gasly ninth. Fernando Alonso tenth. And Fernando Alonso passed George Russell uh, for that final uh, points position. Ben Russell, 11th, so close to a point in a Williams. I think he's going to get it this year, but this seemed like such a great opportunity. And Fernando Alonso said he wishes it was anybody but George Russell that was in 10th for that last point spot. Yeah, yeah, he's always really spoken really highly of George Russell. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's doing a good job. It's uh, – one might say he might deserve the Mercedes seat, so we'll have to see uh, how that plays out. They still haven't really spoken whether or not Botas is coming back. Obviously, Hamilton just re resigned, which is definitely some big news. So, um, have to see. Yeah, and so Australia is now off the schedule as well. Uh, F one, man, I feel like uh, their schedule changes weekly, but Austra Australia off the F one schedule. They're going to have. Uh, an announcement on the track that will replace it soon. They've got a couple options in mind as well. So IndyCar is on a break until August when they go to Nashville. F1's got a week break. They go to Silverstone, and then after Silverstone, they've got their summer break as well. But, Ben, let's move into the SRX series. Um, they were at Lucas Oil Raceway, IRP, whatever you want to call it, uh, and Scott Speed would kick off the night. Uh, with winning heat number one. So, Speed, Kanan, and Waltrip, one, two, three. Heat race number two, Elio Castroneves would continue his success in Indianapolis. He would win that uh, heat. It was 21 laps. Abad Lamani second, Tony Stewart third. Um, and then, you know, talking about the feature race, Ernie Francis would break through, and he would lead laps from 12 to 76, believe it or not. Bobby Labonte second, Scott Speed third. Scott Speed and Ernie Francis were battling for the win, but Ernie would come out on top. Marco Andretti fourth, Bobby Santos the third, the grassroots star fifth, Waltrip sixth, Stort seventh, Tracy eighth, Elio Castroneves nine, Kanan ten, Willie T. Ribs eleven, and Bill Elliott in twelfth. Bill Elliott raced that race uh, with a sprained wrist, so uh, he was in a lot of pain. Didn't really have a good night. Uh, at all, and the point standings continue to widen as Tony Stewart is now 30 points over Ernie Francis, but even though uh, that Stewart leads, Ernie Francis gets that win, he gets some momentum, so expect there to be a big points battle uh, heating up 
um, there between those two. Uh, ben, thoughts on the winners of the heats, the winner of the race, and also this little tidbit. Paul Tracy arrived in a cop car. He wasn't actually arrested, but he knows how to stir the fans up. So he came out and said that the cop driver was a Bobby Labonte fan, even though he wrecked Bobby Labonte uh, at Eldora. So Paul Tracy having a little bit of fun with the fans. Ben, thoughts on this race? And we'll get into a big piece of news for the SRX series. Yeah, uh, Lucas Oil, I, I honestly miss it on the NASCAR schedule in the trucks and Xfinity. I think ARCA went there and the K&N series, ARCA East and West series went. So it's a good track, good little short track. Um, hopefully NASCAR is able to go back there in the future. So, yeah, it was a, it was a solid race. Um, uh, Scott Speed, Elio Castroneves also had a little bit of a scuffle in the last heat, and uh, they had some choice words for each other. Also looked like Scott and Elio, and then as soon as – there was a caution that came on. Elio just pile drove Scott and just damaged both cars. So a little more drama. Um, yeah, Paul Tracy, uh, you know, doing his thing for the fans as he usually does. So that's kind of funny to see. And uh, yeah, you got you got some exciting news about one of your boys uh, in the SRX series. Yeah, you are definitely right about that, Ben. Chase Elliott will make his SRX series debut in the final race at Nashville Fairgrounds. So the Cup champion will uh, put his hat into the ring of SRX. And SRX is really advertising this race as Bill versus Chase Elliott, which is pretty cool to see both Elliots. But Chase Elliott will drive at Nashville Fairgrounds. Ben, this week is Slinger. So let's go ahead and get him uh, to the drivers, who's going to race in this one. And I'll start it off first. Haley Deegan is back, her second of two races in the SRX series in the one. Uh, last week's winner, Ernie Francis Jr., looks for making two in a row. Helio Castroneves is back in the three after winning uh, a heat. Bill Elliott hopefully has a little more of a healed wrist going into Slinger this weekend. Paul Tracy in the 13. And the points leader in the 14, Tony Stewart. Michael Waltrip looking for that first win of the season in the 15. Your boy, Willie T. Ribs, and not getting the side of ribs, as you like to say. Oh, man, I love side of ribs. Anyways, the 18, Bobby Labonte, so close to getting a win um, there at Lucas Oil. He's definitely going to want one this week at Slinger. And SRX is sticking with the Biff. He's back in the 69 as a ringer this weekend. And then Marco Andretti in the 98. Uh, if you were counting those, there's only 11 because the 12th driver is the Slinger Nationals champion. They have not announced that yet, but Ben, we're pretty sure it's Matt Kenseth as he, uh, you know, beat Ty Majeski to win the Nationals series there. Uh, but we're not sure, so we'll see uh, who is the surprise driver uh, this week at Slinger. Ben, let's get into the show wrap up. So we've got uh, Trucks. In Knoxville, Xfinity Series in Atlanta, Cup Series in Atlanta, and the SRX Series in Slinger. Who you got in the truck race? Truck race. Um, this one's probably not necessarily a winning pick, but I say she's going to have a good shot at it and at least a good run. Haley Deegan, I mean, ran well here at Knoxville and probably one of the only drivers in the field that has stock car experience at Knoxville. So I'm going to swing for the fences. 
you know, anytime they're on dirt, I pick Stort Friesen, and that's who I am rolling with at Knoxville. That Xfinity Series at Atlanta, second time this season, we got. Brandon Jones finally needs to notch off something in the win column, so I think Atlanta is a good spot to do that. He's always kind of throwing out some, uh, you know, some tire strategy or fuel mileage there, so I think he can do it at Atlanta. I want to pick Justin Allgaier to go two for two at Atlanta. Bad main event for NASCAR, he got in the Cup Series. I'm going to go with Martin Shrex Jr. He hasn't really done much in the past few weeks. It's just been kind of hindered dominance. But we're back at a mile and a half. He's won there in the past, so I think he's going to get back on top. I'm going to pick Ryan Blady to win his second race at Atlanta. Ben, I'll go first on the SRX Series. My pick for Slinger, the Biff. I'm going to go with Greg Biffle. Was very, very competitive in his first start. Uh, and so I think he'll do it. Ben, who you got for SRX? So I don't have anything on my sheet because it's not confirmed, of course. But you know what? If it's be a Matt Kenseth, I'm going to take Matt Kenseth. All right. Not a bad pick. Ben, that's going to do it for another edition of the Burning It Down Racing Podcast. Final thoughts or words? Uh, we're going to have a lot of breaks in racing coming up, so we got to enjoy it while we can. And Atlanta will be the start of that. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.